Blog Talk Radio. Little Bo Beach, I'm out here shining For the lost sheep, I'm out here grinding I ain't talking cheese, I'm out here mining Looking for diamonds, kingdom business, I'm mining Trying to wake you up from the lullaby rhyming Never can't touch this heat, pass the mining He is a liar, so says the lion Jesus, oh, in my protector Running through him, be faster than a poor
say shalom, shalom, shalom. We back another another beautiful Sabbath day. Sundown don't went in, getting ready to go into uh, what sundown tonight to sundown tomorrow night. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sabbath day, like just come say, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. So we want to start out honoring the Most High. Uh, and like we do, like we try to do every Friday when we get on the air, if something don't come up, you know what I'm saying, or the traveling ain't going on or something of that nature. But we like doing it today and then continuing into uh, to Saturday where we do the uh, Sabbath services, you know what I'm saying, with different states uh, that are doing the Sabbath service, you know, that everybody's out uh, doing it, you know, doing it up, honoring the Father. So we like to start. Like a lot of, I think a lot of schools do it too, where they'll start Friday sundown and make sure they have Sabbath class that night, and then come back that morning and have Sabbath service that morning for the people who might not be able to have made it on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, true, so, true. So, so kind of keeping with tradition, we want to kind of go on the point of doing something, some of the same similar things. You know what I'm saying? So, class today, like I said, Bible breakdowns and. I'm not stop saying butter bond and be with me and the shovel because we've been getting it in. <laughs> I got to share the ways with you, man. I mean, I, I love going over these because in going over them, you know what I'm saying, there's things that we, you know, that in the breakdowns we know, you know, that's in the breakdown. We can improve these sim- the simple basic things, but it also goes a little deeper and between the both of us, we know how to, you know, take it it's a little bit clear. I'm not going to say deeper, but clear so that it can be applied to our day-to-day. You know what I'm saying? The day-to-day lives we live, we can take it, make it clear so you can apply it to the changes that you might have to make, you know, in yourself, in your, in your, uh, in your service, your walk with the Father, and you honoring the Father just understanding the importance of certain things. So, uh, to, I guess to, to go on and continue, you know what I'm saying, some of the, what we was going over, we've been going over these garments, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We went over, you know, the first part of it, we showed the law in the class. We showed that um, that we wore the garments, and by wearing the garments, that was beautiful in the eyes of the Father. It was the law that we were supposed to put a a fringe, a border of blue, and a fringe on our borders. You know what I'm saying? To for us to remember the law, and then it also we went into last, I guess last week, showing that um, we went into showing that old fashioned, the fashions of the Greeks, the fa- the fashion of the the heathens. You know what I'm saying? The things that we were supposed to put away and not do. So we knew the law is keep wearing the, the fringes. And then, you know, branching that into us not following the ways of the Gentiles. You know what I'm saying? And from their dress to their mindset to their lifestyle, and remembering that when we put these clothes on, we're supposed to remember that we're supposed to uphold righteousness when we put them on. And you know what's crazy? Which I, I, um, it kind of brought me you know, back to some of the, I guess, obviously conversations that we've had to just conversations and just 
watching the conduct of the mindset of Israelites today. And the reason I'm saying yeah. that is a lot of them have on the fringes, they got the dress on, but the, some of the mindset hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you have on your colors, you got on your fringes, and you are representing um, to the world that you are an Israelite and that you're serving the Father. But I'm starting to realize as I've been going over this class is if we don't work on the mindset and start to change, put on the dress, but you got to tra- change the thought, the outlook, the, the the life patterns, the things that we do that are still in the world. And one thing that we got to attack hard is the the self-hatred, the division. The na- I'm not going to say self-hatred. I'm going to say the national hatred. You know what I'm saying? Because for some reason, half the things that we start to do, as Israelites, we have this complex as – if you're not in my group, you're not serving the Most High. And those are strong statements to make. If you're not a part of my group, you're not the 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 the, the, the righteous lifestyle, the righteous lifestyle that you live is not respected by the Most High. Uh, and and I'm taking that, Mashaba, from statements that I've heard. You know, if you're not with, I'm just throwing an example. If it was uh, uh, ISUBK, yeah, under General under Yohanna, if you're not with us, you're not with Israel. And it's like, man, who can who can make that call? Now, I'm, am I saying that that's just, that's those brothers teaching? I I don't know. I don't follow it. I'm being honest. I don't follow it close enough to be able to say, well, yeah, that's what these men teach and don't teach. You know what I'm saying? I know the Bible. And if we don't develop a strong understanding when it comes to these to the scriptures, it's easy to get let off. It's easy to condemn yourself. It's easy to stop your walk because you don't believe that you are pleasing the Father based off of another person's observation, you know? So I'm I'm starting there because I I wanted to go here because in the New Testament, as I have been studying a lot more in and just studying the the um I don't say the differences but I'm not gonna say there was a diff it was so much excuse me, I I'm not gonna say it was so much a difference with the apostles, with with Christ and the uh, the the Pharisees more than it was Christ took it further. I would say that. You know what I'm saying? Because if the Christ if the apostles if the if the the Pharisees had the Sabbath day so did Christ. Christ was in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. That was the ritual. He was there every Sabbath day. So he was keeping the law. But there was always 
when you read it, when you're reading his life, you're reading about the steps that he did, the steps he took to do more for the nation of Israel. If it was healing, if it was healing the blind, if it was teaching, whatever he was doing out there, he was trying to set the example of helping Israel. That example is always being set. Speaking when I'm, reason I'm going there, is it possible that, that Christ were his fringes and keep the commandments? Yes, I believe he did. There's nowhere in the book that shows that he was the contrary to that. You know what I'm saying? Christ said, sure. Christ was the one that came back and said, he said, I didn't do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. Right. So if the fringe was in the law, then Christ was fulfilling that law. Right? If that spiritual dress was in the law, then Christ was fulfilling that law. He came to give He came to give us understanding of why that was put there. Right? Yeah. So with that with that song, with that song, I wanna start in Matthew. Right? Okay. Um Matthew chapter twenty two. And I think I'm starting in a, um, the right place. Yeah, let's do Matthew. As you Matthew, can ask, I, just, I just want to say real quick, if I can say real quick, that we know Christ was sinless. Because uh, when we do read, I'm just going to quote these. When we read First John chapter 3, verse 4, this is for the new listeners too. We know Christ was sinless because... And First uh, John chapter three verse four tells you that sin is the breaking of the law. Yeah. That that when we break the law that was given to us by Moses, that was given in the Old Testament, and it was more than just the Ten Commandments, like like in this garment class that that uh, uh, we've been going over, showing that one one of the commandments that God gave, gave us was to wear the fringes, and that the purpose of the fringe that the understanding Christ came and gave us. Well, let me slow down for a second. We know Christ was sinless. Because the only way you can be a sinner is if you break the law. And that's First John chapter 3, verse 4. So we know Christ was not a sinner or he didn't sin because Christ didn't break the law. So if the law says we're supposed to wear fringes, then we can pretty much be assured that he wore his fringes because that's part of the law. Right. Now, and getting some of the understanding about, about the fringes, like, like what Brother Bob is going over, that the purpose of the fringes was for us to look upon the fringe to be reminded of God. To get out of our own heads, get out of our own sense of, of self righteousness, get out of our own sense of, of, of uh, just in our own minds, and to think about God. Now, Paul came back and, and, and told us that uh, the commandments was given that the two greatest commandments love, love God with all your heart and all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. If you, if you fulfill those two commandments, you fulfill all the law. So to look at, so to look at the fringes. And to see all the fringes, and we can look at the Native Americans as they got that movie out right now, to, to kill the kill, uh, the, the, the killers of the, of the Flower Moon. Uh, as we just had Thanksgiving about you know the massacre and, and the slaughter of uh, the so-called Native Americans and the Reubenites uh, here in, in the Americas, that part of the dress code was wearing fringes on 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 their pants, on blankets, on on on, on their clothing. Going back to it because they are the Israelites. And the French was given to us to wear, but it was for us to, to remind us to love one another. So to think that Christ did away with the French or did away with the law, 
about friendships, when they're supposed to remind us to love one another, there's no way Christ did away with that. There's right. no way Christ did away with that. So so we know that he wasn't a sinner. So I just want to bring that part out like he, like he was saying, if I could just help, you know, throw a little – Throw a little gravy on that on 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 on, 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 uh, on that dinner food we, that we serving right now. But you said uh, Matthew, you said Matthew chapter twenty two and what verse? In verse eleven. Twenty two okay. and verse eleven. Because we, you know myself, like I said, we we we're talking about Christ. Christ came us came to give us the understanding, right? That right. means it's almost okay. We got the law. We knew we were supposed to change. Let me quickly take off this. Let me take off the the uh, the fubu. Let me take off this uh, um this um you know the what is the car canal. I'm taking them. I'm taking the old school. I'm just on the car canal. You're going 30, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fubu. Let me take off. Let me take off this uh, uh, the Versace man. Let me take the, off the alligator shoes. Let me take off the Louis Vuittons. Is the the car canal. Yeah, they still do the Versace right now. Uh, the, the Under Armour. The uh, uh, the red bottoms, the uh, I don't even know if they just true religion still right now. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, <laughs> he said, let me take all that off. I was supposed to now. I learned the law. Let me take off that that the fashions of the world. But now I'm supposed to learn how to. I'm supposed to figure out what fashion am I supposed to put on? Like, there's a spiritual side to that dress that we have to understand, that the Most High is looking for that change. And there's a scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote the scripture that says the Most High is the Spirit. I think it's uh, John 6 and... Uh, say, say John 4.24. 4.24. Just get that real fast. He said the Most High is the Spirit. And, and we're gonna, we are going to build off the fact that we have to understand that our worship now has to be the way we gonna worship the most high is in spirit. So I wanna read that. Thing down four and twenty four is where I want to start that at before we go to I got you. Okay. Saint John chapter four verse twenty four. I'm in the book of Saint John, uh chapter four verse twenty four and it says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That means I have to worship the most high in my thoughts, in my what I like to do the spirit there's an old saying that we we grew up off from Shabbat. It's the it's the spirit that controls the mind, and the mind controls the body, right? right. Yes, so the, the way you the, the the environment, the things you've learned, the 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 uh, the things you've learned to do, the things that you've seen, they're supposed to control the mind. All the things I've learned in the Bible, and the examples that are around me, and the examples I read of. Those are the spirit, and they, they're supposed to control my mind. They're supposed to govern my thoughts. So when I'm in the Bible, the spirit does control, does govern the way I think. The examples of righteousness that I read about and that are around me, they are supposed to govern the way I think. And the way I think is supposed to govern the way I carry myself. How I conduct myself, because the spirit controls the mind, and the mind is what controls the body, right? But the most mm-hmm. I said, if you gonna worship me, 
You can't worship me in the body. You can't even worship me in the mind. You have to worship me in the spirit. That means, and I think it's St. John 6 and the 63. I think that's the one. Uh, um, it was the spirit, spirit, spirit in your life. There you go. Um, I think that's right. St. John, John 6, 63, yeah. Read that real fast, All right, let me, let me go there. St. John chapter 6 and verse 63, and it reads, uh, St. John 6, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, mm-hmm. the flesh profiteth nothing. Uh-huh. The, word, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And this is the part we always go and we always show is that the, 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 how we've been taught, and you can start gauging how a man has been taught is going to tell you what's happened to that man. That man uh, is what, how his spirit was developed and built up. You know what I'm saying? The things that are around me. It's just not the, the teaching, but it could be the, uh, the, the conduct of the people that I'm around is going to mold me a certain way. But the most I said, the only way you can worship him, it's got to be in your in the spirit, meaning in the vibration around you, in the things that you're learning, in the, uh, the examples around you. I got to be in that book because without being in that Bible, my spirit is not, my mind is not getting anything spiritual. So if if TV rules me, then that's what well, that's what's, those are the things that are on my mind. And you can tell when TV and songs is is what's what's building a person up. Because all their emotion is off of a movie they saw. You know what I'm saying? True. If they be giving you quotes from movies and it's you reading stuff on Facebook, you be like, where you get that? What scripture you get that from? Oh man, it was just a it was a quote that I heard. Well you hear that. I heard it in this movie or I read it in this book. You know, they had just, you know, real witty sayings and it you know, great poems and you know, it it, it gave me inspiration. The most said, You can't serve me like that. Yeah. He said, If you're gonna serve me, you have to be inspired by my word. You have to be motivated by my examples that I've left. That's that spirit. That's that person that truly comes to life because I let the Bible bring me to life. I let the teaching and the word and the examples bring me to life. So in that, and I'm starting there because... I, I want to go to Matthew now, 22, because this there there is a garment, and I like the New Testament because as we're talking about garments, the New Testament, Christ even gets deeper and they're telling you instead of just being a princess, you had to put on a wedding garment. You had to put on the the, the garment that was expected of. That the most high was expecting to see you in. On your road to try to get to the kingdom, there is a garment that the most high is expecting you to be seen in. Are you going to read Matthew? Matthew 22? Yep. Matthew chapter 22, verse 11. Let's read that. All right, so Matthew chapter 22, verse 11. 
And it says, And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had, had not a on a wedding garment. Go ahead. And he says unto him, Friend, how camest thou in, in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. This, then said the king to, to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So you got to look at... We we fourteen and we go we go talk about it. Matthew chapter twenty two verse fourteen. For many are called, but few are chosen. So you got to look at everybody's called to this, right? But the fact that I'm called, I'm still called, and and, and in my calling, Shabbos, there is an expectation for me to be, for me to come a certain way. I just can't. Like that old, uh, I want to say, uh, church phrase, come as you are. Yeah. That doesn't work in the truth. That means the Father's like, man, if the Father, the Most High is that king. If he's the king, if Christ's the king, then even in you coming to the wedding, he said, well, if you're going to come, you have to come in a wedding garment. You have to come ready for the marriage, ready ready to go to the kingdom. So we'll stop and say, man, okay, I know the fringes. I know how to come out of my worldly mindset. But what is the wedding garment that is expected of me? Right? What is the, that? That has to be a, a, a deep question, right? Because you're asking, okay, you're telling me I have to have a wedding garment, but I need to know at least how do I prepare this wedding garment, right? How do I know that I'm wearing a wedding garment? How do I know that I'm not wearing a wedding garment? Is it is it what color is the wedding garment? What is it supposed to look like? Does it have long fringes? Is it green, white? Is it silver and black? Is it purple and gold? Is it white and, and blue? What is the wedding garment that was expected for us to be wearing when the king was to get us ready for the wedding that we were supposed to be attending? Do you have Isaiah 30 and 1 in your in the list of scripture you're going over? Isaiah 30 and 1? Yeah. It is now. Let's go there. Okay. I'm not jumping ahead with what you got going on. No, but, uh, no, 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 no. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Okay. Uh, let, let me be your read on this one. Isaiah 30 and 1. All right? Uh-huh. Hold on, let me get it real quick. Isaiah chapter 30, and then I'm at verse 1. It says, Woe to rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, 
that they may add sin to sin. And I, I was just, you know, uh, reflecting off of uh, uh, with the St. John chapter 4, verse 24, because God is the spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Then we went to St. John chapter 6, verse 63, which says, The spirit quickeneth, the first prophet is nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Right. Then we come right. back in that, cool, that the kingdom of heaven is going to be like the, 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 uh, a king is having a wedding for his son. And he invited a whole bunch of people. And then as people were invited and the wedding was starting, the king comes into the hall, to the hall and there he meets a, a guest who didn't have on a wedding garment. And that he wasn't covered properly in, in, in what we're going over. That was he really covered with the spirit of the Most High? Was he really, or was he just coming in not prepared, not covered with the spirit of the Most High, but still just kind of doing things his own way and his own righteousness, but not really covered by the words of the Most High, not really covered by the spirit of the Most High? Because if God is a spirit, then those that worship must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that's how I was seeing the scripture right here. I'm not oh, sure. I hope that didn't throw, throw off with, with uh, what you was putting together, whatever. No, it's fine. I like that. I like that. I like that. Hold on. I got it like that, man. Ah, oh, I like this, Rashawn. Uh, I like that way, right? Because mm-hmm. it tells you, the first it tells you that, um, I like it. It's it, it showing that they cover, they, they cover with the covering, what I said, but not of my spirit. And a lot of times, our people don't know what's, what's the spirit of the most high, like you said. You know what I'm saying? Let's have a read this to go, to go with you to that, man. In 2nd Ezra, to the Apostle Maria, real quick. Chapter 14. 2nd Ezra, chapter 14, and I'm going to start with 19, right? It says, Then answered I before thee, and said, Behold, Lord, I will go. Just Ezra, talking to the angels, the Lord, the most high. He said, I will go, as thou hast commanded me, and reprove the people which are present. But they that shall be born afterwards, who shall admonish them? Uh, but the world is set in darkness, and they that dwell therein are without light. For thy law is, I think it's burnt. Yeah, burnt. Yeah, therefore, no man knoweth the things that are done of thee, or the works that have that uh, that shall begin. It says, but if, the 22, this last verse, right? It says, but if I have found grace before thee, send the Holy Spirit unto me, and I shall write all that has been done in the world since the beginning, which were written in thy law, that men shall find thy path, and they, and that they, which will live in the latter days may live. So I, I go on this route because I'm looking at this and I'm like, the power of the Bible and the scriptures, what was supposed to lead us to that wedding garment? What's the law? 
the law, the things that were written, the, the, the ways of the Most High, from the beginning to up till the all hey, of the Most hey, High revealed. Hey, give me two seconds. Go two seconds. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All the way to what the Most High revealed. So, and reading this is like this: the power of the law. So we have the Bible now, and the Bible it was used to help us understand the things how the, the path that we're supposed to walk and the path that we're supposed to be on even in the time that we're in this is here for us so i'm going that route because if i'm trying to get if i'm trying to now find myself right in the eyes of the most high at that wedding at that moment am i going to be in the right garment well what's going to help me be in the right garment is the path that the scriptures take me on to show me what I'm supposed to be doing in the latter days, how I'm supposed to be living my life in the latter days, in the time that we're in now, right? So as I'm going through this, these are the things that was going to please the Father. These, this is that this is starting to make up. Of that spiritual garment that we're supposed to be putting on. Because now to worship the most have to look at the liquor. You're looking at what you're reading. You're looking at the examples around you. Because we, we have that issue today. And it's true today, in these latter days. We have a lot of people reading the Bible, but I'm not trying to put myself around the right examples so that someone can show me how someone can show me how to do this how to live this book the right way how to follow the commandments of the father how to make the changes in me that i have to make let me read this to y'all real quick it's uh this is uh Proverbs chapter four i'm gonna get this real quick right Proverbs and I'm back, I'm four back. Verse seven. Oh, Proverbs 4 and 7 is what I want to read. Because, like I said, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of Israelites saying, are reading the Bible. And I believe that as you're reading, it's one thing to just read, but there's reading and there's also having someone be an example to you to show you how to follow or how to use the things that you're reading, how to live by the words that are in this book. And the way I prove that is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Read that real quick. Go ahead. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, give wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Now, when you look at one thing in that verse, wisdom, as we've always been taught, wisdom was the correct application of knowledge, right? True. Now, how do I correctly apply what I have learned? Only way to get wisdom, he said, he said, therefore, get wisdom and all by getting, get understanding. The only way you understand what you're doing, how, how you're applying this knowledge, is you need 
someone that's helping you understand why you did what you did. Why does the Most High want you to do it this way? It's one thing to read it. It's another to have somebody help me understand why this is the path. Why this is the right way of doing this. Why this is the way you're supposed to now use these scriptures, what you've learned. As I'm reading it, I'm starting to get to that point of this is a, this, we, we're doing a lot of reading, but we separate ourselves so there's no one that can truly uh, like let me know if I'm if I'm using this Bible the right way or if I'm walking down the right path. I don't know if I'm on the right path. I need someone to guide me. I need someone to instruct me. Someone should be instructing the scriptures, instructing instructing in the ways of wisdom. I think it quotes like that too. Uh, you want me to look for it? Yeah, real quick. I love the concordance. Uh, there's Proverbs 833. Okay. Well, I got it. No, Proverbs 1020. So. Yeah, read that real quick, man. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, 19. Proverbs 1920. Uh, which, which one do you want, sir? Which one do you want? I want that one. I want you to read that one. Which one do you have? Read that. Uh, Proverbs 19, chapter 19, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. And it says, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Woo! Uh, let me read this one to you real quick. Uh, Wisdom of Solomon, uh, chapter 9, and verse 18, right? It says, Hold on, let me get it. Uh, okay. It says, um, I give start at 16. It says, and hardly do we guess or write at things that are upon the earth. And with labor do we find the things that are before us. But the things that are in heaven, who have searched out? And thy counsel, who have known, except thou give wisdom, and send thy Holy Spirit from above. It says, For so the ways of them that live on the earth are reformed, and men were taught of the things that are pleasing unto thee, and where and where and we're saved through wisdom. So when you do all this reading that you think you're reading and you're going in wisdom, most I'm looking at us like he's like, man, the ways that are on the earth are hard. They're hard. It's just hard. And hardly do we guess or write that thing 
that are upon the earth. He said, we steady. We be guessing that I come up with our own understanding. He said, we we hard to get it right. Yeah. Every guess we ever, we live in our lives, where we hardly get it right. And what we don't realize is that the fact that somebody is continuing to teach me, that's where wisdom is coming from. Somebody's continuing to instruct me and guide me and guide my understanding when it comes to the, the path of the Most High. That's where wisdom is. Not the fact that I read, you know, man, you know, the Spirit hit me, man. I, 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 I know, I know the Spirit too. The most I like, you know, I'm not gonna say you don't have a Spirit. You don't have, you're not on my path, but you do have a Spirit on you. God, God. You're, you're not on the right path. You're guessing. Another way he would have used that word too, or something. He said. We hardly, we hardly be fighting with Jesse. And a lot of the things that we do, we operate on our own. I'm doing a lot of guessing rather than somebody guiding me through the path of wisdom or showing me what truly pleases the most high. Time. One more. Please ask us. Apocalypse chapter 1. I think it's one in five. I don't need to talk for the Bible. Let me the Bible. It says the word of the Most High. Most High. The word of the word. The word of God. Most High is the foundation. Is the foundation of wisdom. And her ways are everlasting. Are everlasting commandments. That means everything that I've shown and taught and the ways I've shown to use this wisdom to apply the Bible, those are supposed to be an everlasting commandment. It's something that I hold on to forever. I never let it go. But somebody's showing me, man, you don't use enough faith. And show me in what instances I'm supposed to be using faith. That's a, that's a commandment that I ain't never supposed to let go. And somebody's showing me in the Bible the history of Israel and the paths we went down and the mistakes that we made and this and that. Those are everlasting commandments I'm never supposed to let go. I'm supposed to understand these things and hold on to them. So the reason I'm going here is because I'm starting to show that the changes that are going to be made, somebody has to teach you. Somebody, I have to allow myself to be taught how to make these changes that make that help me present myself in that wedding garment in the eyes of the Father, or what helps me present myself as pleasing in the eyes of the Father. Conduct, wisdom. These are the things that are going to help me stand in front of the Father and please Him because I kept the commandments and also the things I've learned in wisdom, I kept those as commandments. The system, I got. 
if the brother showed me my street speaking and, and literature and, 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 and watching and whatever we was out there, what the fuck was out there doing, man, and I watched the development of men. The father's like, with that right there is a everlasting commandment. Hold on to it. You could always be able to use it. Sure. When, when it was, when it was, I was a walk by faith, man, when it was at his roughest moment, and the brother was saying, hold on, look, I'm going to go in the book and show you, man. This is the most I'm trying to do with you. This is the most I'm trying to show you. I was supposed to hold on to that as if it was an everlasting commandment because I was going to need it. I'm going to need that wisdom. But a lot of people aren't growing in wisdom because because in certain situations and instances, there's no one opening that book and showing me no, yes, no, this is how you deal with this. This is not the way you deal with it. This is the way you deal with it. This is why the scriptures say this, brother. This is why the scriptures say this, sister. This is why we, this is why we follow this. That's what the most I said to do it. This, this is that way. Somebody's got to teach me or I'll never grow in wisdom. Now let that go. You're going to, oh, Malico? Oh, Malico, right? Right, you, you haven't called the next one yet. Oh, it's Malico. Now go to Malico real quick, right? Malico, Malachi chapter 3. And I wonder if we're going to read verse uh, 1. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord. Whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Go ahead. Verse 2. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Mm-hmm. Verse 3. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Wow. Damn, I, I'm listening to that, Michelle, but don't, that don't, you say, you the, 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 the son, the messenger coming? Some are called, right? Mm-hmm. Christ coming, but the Christ is coming. He's coming to sit as the refiner, as the purifier. So you, I, we can understand that even when Christ is coming, they even back then, what Christ came, they understood Christ is coming to refine. He was coming to make us better. He was coming to give a better understanding. He's coming to purify. There was a lot of changes. A lot of negative, got rid of a lot of negative and making a lot of changes. So we would understand this is the this is what the most high this is how the most high wanted us to please him. Did Christ have the Sabbath? He did. Did Christ get baptized? He did. So all the things that were expected of us in the law, Christ carried that out. He was without sin. But I had to come back and give y'all wisdom. I'm going to be an example 
of how how you're supposed to live, the things you're supposed to be doing that that please the Father. The law got you here. Now I'm going to take you here in the law. You know, I'm going to be without sin, keeping the law, but we're going to add this. We're going to get better here. We'll get more love here. We're going to take care of our people here. We're going to heal here. On top of, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. On top of, uh, 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 put the border of blue and a fringe on your garment. So even for us now, the wisdom, the understanding is that our purification does not just stop with the law. It has to Christ about about refining, not changing, not doing away with. I'm going to add this to it now. You need to add this garment. You know about the fringes now, okay, but now I need you to now purify yourself. I need you to work on cleaning yourself up. I'm that messenger. Go to, go to Mark real quick, chapter 9. I'm trying to run through these as best I can. Let's see, like, you know, the time fly, don't it? <laughs> you said that Mark chapter 9? Yeah, Mark chapter 9 and verse 1. Okay. Uh, the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 1. Go ahead. And it reads, And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Go ahead. Verse 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. Mm. And his raiment became shining exceedingly, white as snow, for uh, so so as no fuller on earth can wipe them. Wow, wow. I'm sorry, what? One more, one more verse to be death. Verse 4. And there appeared unto them Elijah, Elijah with Moses, and they were taken with Jesus, talking with Jesus. Now, now you know what's crazy? I, I, was, I always wondered what the word transfigured means. You know what I'm saying? I, okay. I, I always put transfiguration, but the word is transfigured, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. It says the difference I have here, Mashaba, is to uh, it says to change into another form, to transform, to transfigure. It said Christ uh, appears with change. Is it with changed? God's appearance was changed, and his, uh, I think it's resplendent, or is it with, with divine, with divine brightness 
on the Mount of Transfiguration. Transform the change. Trying to think, but you you look at you look at if that was the expectation that Christ if Peter didn't win up, they watched Christ change. They watched him put on that heavenly body. They they watched him you know, they watched him come in his they they watched him in his glory. They got to see him in his glory. And that's the crazy thing is when we read this, Mark says some were not going to see death. He said some were not going to see death till what? Till they see the kingdom of God coming. So that means that means for them to step lasted that long. Was there were they gonna were they gonna be some of you gonna watch some of them then change? So my question would be if we watch Christ change and put on his heavenly body, right? We saw him in his brightness, what is it gonna require for us to or I would say what would be the expectation? You know what I'm saying? What would be, how do we get that? You know what I'm saying? What is it that we have to do to get to the point where our change is seen? If we do last that long, you know what I'm saying? It, it takes me back to the where you read the story about uh, um, the, uh, you had, uh, um, you had someone working in the field, somewhere in a house, I think it was in a house, and you think of two of a house, is it one of a house and two of a city, something like that? It's uh, up to that nature that things will be lifted up. That's the that's the curse of the age, right? You, you read it, you know where it's at. It's like trying to wrap your mind back around that story because it starts to give some understanding to the story. You know what I'm saying? Am I looking to stay here, or do I follow the example and and I I prepare myself to leap, to stand in my righteousness now, to stand in my brightness, to stand in my glory. Those are the things that I'm I'm starting to look at when you're looking at these scriptures. I can continue doing what I'm doing, but how does that prepare me to stand in that beauty of the most high? To stand in my righteousness. And that is the thing that was going to be required. That I'm we change that we stand. Got it? Yeah, it's uh, Matthew chapter 24, verses 40 through 42. And it says, Then shall two be in the field. The one should be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour our Lord doth come. Wow. All right. That's bad. <laughs> we don't know, but we looking at that, 
that whatever we saw, we saw, we were able to see them. That person transfigured, right? That person stood, that person was chosen by the Most High. Obviously, whatever they were doing, they were pleasing the Father. Yes. I got to read this, man. I got to read this out. Uh, I'm going to read this. Just hold out real quick. Just hold that real fast. This is, this is Luke 9 and 28. It says, and it came to pass about in, about in eight, about in eight, eight days after these things, he took Peter and John and James and went up into the mouth to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. And his raiment, or his clothes, raiment, his clothes were was white and glittered. It says, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias. Which has the right last verse. Go and read. Oh, sorry, bro. Who, who appeared in glory. I'm reading verse 31, right? Okay. Who appeared in glory and spake of, of his decease. And spake of his decease, which he could uh, accomplish at Jerusalem. Peter. And they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were, and when they were awake, they saw his glory. And the two men with, and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed uh, from him, Peter, Peter said unto Yahushai. Master, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. And and there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. I'm going that route because I'm looking at the fact that that happened on earth. Christ was transformed. This was his transforming. You know what I'm saying? This is... This are we we working for. We're working for the Father to now to be that that one that we're reading about. We're trying to be that one chosen. I'm trying to be the one lifted up. We're trying to become the 144,000, the one third. We're fighting and working every day to be saved. And I'm really believing that we're starting at some time, some points in our lives. I think we forget. That that is the the 
result that we're working for. That is the that is the um what I'm looking for uh, the goal, the standard. That's the goal, man. The goal is to make it out of here. The goal is to be saved. The goal is the goal is to have to hear those words. Oh, this is my son who uh, well, please enter into the the kingdom that was prepared for you. Mm-hmm. We we working for that. So when I'm focused on bills every day and I'm focused on getting to work every day and I'm focused on the life I'm living, I'm I'm not stopping to say, wait a minute. Yes, I have the dress, but if I don't make the changes, how am I going to make it to the kingdom? If I don't learn how to please the Father, how am I going to stand in my brightness now? How am I going to stand in righteousness if I don't, you know what I'm saying, if I don't learn how to please the Father? Let me go here real quick now, right? I'm going to Matthew chapter 17. I want to see if this is the same story. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same story. It's the same story. All three of them talk about him in the white rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. Now let, let's go here now. Let's go to Zachariah. I think it's Zachariah. So this is the one. This is, I think this is the story about Joshua. I'm just going to read this. Hey, it's Zachariah. Zachariah. Zachariah chapter 3. In verse 1. Uh, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. Please, you can read it. You can read it. Uh, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Mm. And the Lord, verse 2, And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Mm. Verse 3. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he said, and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Now to him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with with uh, with change of raiment. <clears throat> and verse five, and I said, let them set a fair metre upon his head. So they set a fair metre upon his head, and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Damn, so you look at you look at Joshua being changed. Like the most high guy they said, take away that filthy garment and bring and, and, and give him a garment a righteous garment and give him a white garment. That is what it's crazy though, but you think that 
judgment it'll be like damn you have Satan there and you have the most of Satan there and the angels there. Satan who had resisted him. He said he checked Satan like uh, in a sense, you know what I mean? I had to say none. He's the one that was plucked out the fire. He's the one that came through the fire. Was refined as gold is tried in the fire. So and so are acceptable men in a furnace of adversity. Mm-hmm. Joshua was one of them. So Joshua's judgment. The most said, take that filthy garment off him and put on him a garment. Uh, put on him a, a put on him a garment. I forgot a new garment. I'm sorry, that's what he said. A new garment. All right. Okay. It says, and have, and have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of garment, a remnant, I'm sorry, a remnant. So he, it's like I said, man, I'll take that garment off you, that wickedness. I'm taking that away, and I'm clothing you with a, with a white garment. I'm giving you that white garment. These are the ones that went through it all, and I'm clothed in white. Joshua was that, that happened at Joshua's judgment. That's what we're looking for. We're looking to now to now put that garment on. We're looking for that change of garment, right? Okay. Um. Real quick, go to Baruch. Let's go to Baruch with that guy, right? Baruch okay, chapel. Okay. Uh, this is Baruch. Kind of jumping because I know my time is going to keep up on my butt. Go to Baruch uh, chapter 5. You have 5? You have 5 and 2. Okay. Uh, I'm in the book of Baruch in the Apocrypha. The book of Baruch, chapter 5, verse 2, it said. I'm sorry, but tell us one. I think we read this before, but read that. Okay. Baruch, chapter 5, verse 1. Yeah, we read this last week. Baruch, chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Put off, O Jerusalem, the garment of mourning and affliction, and put on the comeliness of the glory that cometh from God forever. Verse, verse 2. Cast about thee a double garment of the righteousness which cometh from God, and set a diadem on thine head of the glory of the everlasting. Verse 3, for God will show thy brightness unto every country under heaven. Verse 4, for thy name shall be called of God forever, the peace of righteousness. And the glory of God's worship. That uh, he said, he said your name, he said your name will be called forever, the peace of righteousness. Like you know, what I'm saying like that's yeah. the way the Father will look at us forever. You were righteous. I looked at you righteous. And the glory of the Most High, and the glory of the Most High worship, and you worship me through everything. You understand why it's like uh, Revelation 10, these are they. 
that weren't defiled with women. Okay. So these some of that uh, so these are they that uh, uh that follow the lamb whatsoever he going. Okay, okay, okay. These are those dedicated that's a weird we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to cast them out. We want that that double garment of righteousness that comes from the most high. We want that garment. That's the garment we're working for. That's right. what we're sacrificing for. We want to. We want the most not to take off this filthy garment of mourning and affliction. And give us that. Cast that double garment of righteousness on us. That's the one that we're looking for, man. That's bad. Go to Psalm. Let's go to Psalm. I want to play that. I went there. Nah, let's go to let's go to uh, what is it? Psalms one thirty two and verse nine. Let's go there real quick. We'll get these off the way. So they can add this. They can add this to their class because when you're teaching this, man, you can start really understanding that this is about change. Understanding, man, I know my garment's filthy. You know what I'm saying? Joshua led, Joshua's garment was filthy. The most said, take off that filthy garment and put on this garment of righteousness. You know what I'm saying? Put on this new garment. That's what we're looking for. Because I know my garment's filthy, man. Proverbs chapter 132, 132 right? Yes, Psalm chapter 132, verse 9. Psalm yeah, chapter 132, and verse 9. It says, let thy priests be clothed with righteousness. Mm-hmm. And let thy saints shout for joy. For, for, for thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Now jump to verse 16. Verse 16, Psalm 132, verse 16. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy uh, her poor with bread. I'm sorry, that's 15, verse 16. I will also clothe her priest with salvation, mm. and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. So we're supposed to be looking to be those priests, those those brothers that are clothed with salvation. That salvation, that is the garment. That is the wedding garment. That is the garment that we're trying to change into. We're trying to change out of this filthy garment into that garment of righteousness, to that garment of salvation. That's okay. what we're working to put on. Working every day to put that on, right? Yes. No different than uh, we go to uh, we if we go back to Christ in that example because we're about Mark. If we go back to that example, that's the same thing when you read First Corinthians chapter uh, fifteen and verse fifty-one. I think it's First Corinthians chapter fifteen, but it talks about the same thing. It talks about that change. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Yeah, man, we shall ride. I'm sorry, fifty-one. I said fifty-one. You said you said fifty-one. Yep. That's it. Okay, cool. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-one, and it reads: Behold, 
I show you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we, sh- but we shall all be changed. Mm. Verse 52. <laughs> in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Yeah. For this corruptible, verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Damn, that, that's what I'm saying. Look at this. It's going to happen. You know, it's like somebody saying it's going to happen because it's going to happen if you want it or not. Shop is crazy. Uh, uh, I remember this earlier talking to you about the most are humble enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The process that we live our lives, the most I keep breaking us off. But it's like taking you down a peg, man. If I don't humble down now, I can do it now and later, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be humbled. I can roll around my pride right now and everything else, but Christ don't come back. You gonna change? That filthy body is going to be, or that filthy garment is going to be taken off. Everything you prided yourself about is gonna be gone. Everything that that all those little dirty secrets and everything else is just coming out. You are going to be changed. We can't. None of us can avoid it. Kind. Almost I'm like, we might as well humble down now and allow myself to go through that change now. Because you, that that mortal is going to become immortal. That corrupt is going to come up. It's going to become. He's going to put on incorruption. None of us can stop that. This is about us going ahead and dealing with that spirit of humility now. From there, go to Revelations real quick, right? Revelations chapter 6 now. Mm -hmm. Revelations 6 and verse 9. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9. And it reads, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God yeah. and for the testimony which they held. Read on. Verse 10. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, does thou, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Go ahead. Verse, verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season unto their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. But you're looking for all of them that did this work and was killed. They were given white robes. All the ones that kicked us, they dedicated to this work. They waiting on us. They're waiting on us to get our shit together, right? <laughs> and go through the go through what we're supposed to go through so we can join them. Okay. That should be killed as they were. That's, I mean, it's going to happen like that. They're going to make it the way we think we're going to make it. 
Some of us really transformed. But you look at the end of it, like these men died in this work, and they were given that white robe. We got to go through the safety to get ours. But no matter what the end result is, no matter no matter the path, the end result is that you're still going to have to have that. You're going to be humbled, and that filthy garment is going to get rid of the most I've given you a, a righteous garment. So, I, I, you know, I look at that. It's, I sometimes it's easy to say that when you're poor, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we 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 in that phase that we struggle. We like, man, y'all, we be praying that prayer, man. We pray that prayer uh, in a in a possible. He said, remember, the, remember the covenant. <laughs> right, right. I forgot the beginning of it, man. I know it's a clean house because uh, I got the 38, I think. It's read all the time. We were reading that, man. It's forgive your servant. This is that. But when you got millions to lose and land to lose and, and you live in comfortable with man, I, and all the most I look at it, all that scripture says, our righteousness is as pussy rags. Yep. And the most I'm looking at everything that you have accomplished and acquired here as something filthy, and he get rid of it, some people gonna be sick, man. Okay. All that they've invested, now you gonna, I gotta lose it. That ain't how's that fair? Okay. <laughs> you know what my kids is going to be? They're getting college degrees, man. We was on our way. We were just about to close on the house. Life was just about to get good. Yeah. You going to take it? I'm reading it because I'm like, uh, in we have that church mentality. Looking at when you're at the bottom, yeah, man, uh, uh, we go on to glory. People want to go to glory. Some people are in their kingdom already. You know what I'm saying? True. Some people have a lot here on this earth to lose. So you're telling me I gotta, I have to lose and start over? Some men have worked their way all the way up to where they are worshipped every single day, right? I got somebody praising me and worshiping me every day. Time. You know how hard it is to get that up? So now I got to worship Christ. We all start the same. We all got the same reward, the same penny. After all the work I did. Started from the bottom, now we're here, kind. From <laughs> <laughs> there, real quick, from there. Give me a, um, I'm going to read this one, man. Dan, uh, Dan chapter 12, right? Is Dan or Dan? I think it's Dan. Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Let me open this door real quick. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse, um, verse 10. That's what I'm going to start at. Uh, 10 through 12. Verse 10 through 12, I'm going to read it. It says, Many shall be purified, 
and made white and tried. But the wicked shall be wickedly, shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that made that desolation set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Well, people, shall you want to break that down, man? I have, I've had this breakdown a long time. <laughs> Brother, I'm, I'm gonna go back over this. I'll be honest. I, I gotta go back over this also. Good afternoon. But the point I'm getting to, I know that from from the time that that, that uh, in a, in a rough estimate, it is talking about from the time of Antiochus. Uh, uh, as, as matter of fact, as we get ready, get ready for holidays coming up, December eighth, December seventh, anyway. That from oh. the time that Antiochus came in and defiled the temple and made it dirty, defiled, uh, and and filthy. Um, until the time of Christ, there was going to be a certain amount of time. But that's what it was talking about. That from when Antiochus yeah. was going to come in and totally defile and 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 uh, uh, pollute the temple, there was going to be a certain amount of time until, until Christ came. Nice, nice. It says, "Blessed is he that waited and plummeted to the thousand three hundred." And five and thirty days. So the, the point I was like, it was the fact that the blessing was in the fact that we waited. But as we read it, and we kept pointing out in the scriptures, this is going to happen. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. Tried. But the wicked, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So everything that we're going through, the more we're being humbled, you're being humbled to help you grow in understanding. Things are being, what's up with things being taken away from you? Or the most like busting you from this? He's trying to teach you something. I'm trying to, I'm trying to open your understanding. I pull this distraction out your way. So you can see, I put you in this situation so that you can allow me to develop your understanding. When you're a negative person, you're going to keep on fighting. You're going to keep trying to do it your way. You're going to keep trying to force your way. But a man of wisdom, I'm going to start, I'm a, I am, that's why I'm going to humble down and let the Father guide me in the direction that I'm supposed, not supposed to be going. Okay. From there, a couple more, man. <laughs> I want you to go to, um, let's go to Revelation chapter 3. That's right, Revelation chapter 3, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 3, the first 18 first, right? Okay. I'm now reading from the book of Revelations, uh, chapter 3, verse 18. The book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 18, it says, I counsel thee to buy of gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, 
and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Well, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Wow, you said, man, I did it. I thought that was that stuff to take the, take the gunk out your eye. Yes, yes. He said, you got to put, he said, you got to get your mind clear, and you have to now, it says, and that the shame of thy nakedness, thy nakedness do not appear. Now, I'm going to jump up to verse 3 now, right? Same okay. chapter, but I'm going to jump up to verse 3. I'm going to read that real quick, too, Michelle. It says, it says, remember, therefore, how thou, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Uh, uh, it says, Hast thou a few names? Even in uh, that uh, Sardi. Sardi, it says, which have not, which have not defiled their garments. It says, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. I'm sorry. Damn, he says a few names in Saudi. He didn't say it was the whole, the whole church. He said the whole thing. He said, man, these are the ones who are walk me in white. He said, I like the point where he made. He said, man, you got to go back and remember. He said, remember, therefore, remember, therefore, how thou art deceived and hurt. Come on, man. Damn it, we, we have to go back. And now you got this truth. Remember how you heard it. Remember how you were taught. And hold fast. Because a lot of us is now, yeah, I'm tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm changing. And the changes that I keep making for all the wrong is what the most high told it against me. It says, and repent. For therefore hast thou, it says, for therefore thou shalt not watch. I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Uh, I'll read verse 6, verse 5 now. He that overcometh, he that overcometh, if I endure this, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He said, it tells me that. If you don't change, if I don't repent, if I don't go back to the to the things that I learned, what I was doing before that was pleasing the most high, and hold on to that, I said, I ain't going to speak for you. I'm not speaking for you. Hold that. 
Revelation chapter 16, real fast. Revelation 16, I'm reading verse 15. Right? I got it. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. It says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garment. Let him walk naked and and they see his shape. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue. Is that Armageddon? That's Armageddon. That's tight eyes. And the seven days were poured out his veil into the, uh, into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. I'm only reading this now because I'm like, man. The father's like, Don't be found naked. Don't found, don't put yourself out there. You feel the hold on to hold on to your soul. You try to hold on you. You ain't know when I was coming. But you sit here trying to hold on to the shit to make you look bad. Trying to hold on to your pride, your arrogance, your rebellion. You still justify yourself being out of order. You know, go back to the way you were when you first came in. Where you learn how to follow orders to give you. You learn how to listen and get in order. That's what we have to go back to. So we have the ability to subject ourselves or to submit like it was when we first came in. Couple more, couple more. Uh, Revelation chapter 7 now, right? Revelation okay. 7 and 13. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 13. Okay. And it says, And one of the elders answered, Saying, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Go ahead. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the Lord, before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall mm-hmm. hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of them, of the, of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them into living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Damn. That's that is the power of righteous living. That is the power of changing that garment. Putting on that righteousness. That is the power. That is the reward. Better word, right? That's the reward of taking off that filthy garment. That is the reward of holding fast. The, the things that you have taught, you were heard that, you know what I'm saying, that took you back to the days of Shabbat where 
fuck? That is because you knew it's ordered. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have an opinion. I didn't have an opinion. I just knew whatever I was told to do, I just did it. Whatever I was told to do in the street, I did it. Whatever I read, I just made the chase and just did it. Yeah. Those are the ones that are going to be rewarded. People up today, what we do today, when I'm trying to fight to hold on to my opinion, trying to fight to hold on to my way, I'm like, man, okay. If you find yourself on the other side of that, that was on you. Uh, a couple more, a couple more. Uh-huh. Uh, give me that list. Uh, that was eight. You got all the way to 17, right? Go to yes, sir. Chapman. Uh, good boy, are you there? I go to Revelation chapter 19 and verse 8. Okay? Revelation. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 8. 19 verse 8. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 8 reads. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on a second, I want you to go up. Go up? Yeah, I want you to read first. Uh, um, part of the first section, you're going to read You're gonna read down to verse... Um, Con, um... Revelation chapter 19 and verse 6 reads, and and I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, omnipotent, reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and mm. his wife have made herself ready. Mm. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. So I'm liking that out because it helps us tie in what that marriage garment was. You know what I'm saying? That we read up earlier or something with a marriage garment. I said the marriage garment was that it was a man that showed up without his marriage garment. His wedding but garment. he showed up without his righteousness. He showed up and it wasn't made you like, where you got this filthy garment on. Where's your righteousness at, right? You come into the wedding, but you got to come righteous. I just, it's more than just the dress. It's working on that, it's working on your salvation. It's a man that's been working on his righteousness. That's why I always, I like to point and tell you that we read in Revelation 3, where he said the whole fast to that which he was taught, right? To go, yeah. get, to go back and hold what you was taught. Because you was, we came in and we was learning to work on ourselves. We came in and we were able to be instructed and guided. And that pleased the Father. Look at the work that was being done back then. You know what I'm saying? The 
order that we operated in, the spirit that we operated in, the most I was honoring that the whole time. When we look at ourselves now and what we're doing, and we believe that now, somewhere I tell myself I'm still doing what's pleasing to the Father. I'm going to be one of those people that show up to the marriage in the wrong garment. I'm going to show up in these filthy garments trying to get in. I'm going to be that one that got bound hand and feet and cast it out of darkness. Like somebody at, 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 uh, getting thrown out of a, like, like, like uh, <laughs> in a fresh prince of Bel-Air when, uh, when uh, Uncle Phil was so uh, jazzy, so Jess off the damn door. <laughs> <laughs> that that 
garment of righteousness is the one we got to fight to to put on the most. Because that's the one, as we're judged, that's the one the Father's looking at, you know. I had another scripture, man, I wanted to read real fast, man. It was uh, Isaiah chapter 61, right? It was Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 6. And you're going to read down to verse 11, okay? Uh, Revelation, I'm sorry, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. 61. 61 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 6. <clears throat> reads, but ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our power. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. For your shame ye shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Go ahead. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering. And I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my power, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. Mm. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Most High power will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. I, I, I look. I, I read like that. I'm looking and look. I'm reading and looking at this like this is. We can't change this. Out. There's nothing we can do to stop what's going to happen. It's like that scripture says. You can you can you can do nothing against the truth before the truth. Uh-huh. It's like there's nothing that you're gonna do. There's nothing that we're gonna do to stop what's going to happen. We might as well give our our heart and our minds to cleaning ourselves up and getting ourselves right with the Father and getting prepared. You know what I'm saying? Getting prepared uh, for the kingdom that is to come. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was gonna say, man. Uh, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I love the class. The whole term, from the top to the bottom of it. I hope that it's something that somebody can now take and hold on to, but also they can teach, so we can start getting back to focusing on the things that are important: our, our salvation, of getting ourselves right with the Father, because. Like we read earlier, he said he's coming as a thief in the night. We we don't know. We don't know how much time we have. We don't know when it's gonna come. Huh. The time and the times that we waste 
We only set ourselves up because we knew he was coming. He said he was coming. But the whole time I was wasting, playing around, unfocused, making other things important, I didn't realize that, damn, I set myself up. He was still coming. Okay. So, um, I mean, that's all I have. Mashallah, did you have anything to add to it? That's what we're talking about? Um, you know, what scripture? I wasn't going to go, but, you know, I, I, if I didn't say one more scripture, I wouldn't be Mashallah. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, let's go to Matthew 23. I got to pull it up, too. Um, perfect. Um, <laughs> I wonder what about if we we might not be able to get to it, but uh, this just talks about um, uh, they put on the phylacteries. Um. Speed or down, boy. Hold on. Might not be able to find it. I guess we're gonna find it there. It's all good. We'll save it. We'll save it for the next next Friday, man. We'll get it up there. I got it. I got it. I'll read it myself. Matthew chapter 23, verse 5. And it says, I gotta read verse 1 and 2. It says, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you do, observe, that observe and do, but do not after their works. For they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all the works they do for to be seen of men, they make broad their phylacteries, and enlarge the borders of their garments, and let the uppermost of rooms at feasts and the chief uh, seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the, in the markets, and to be called of man, rabbi, rabbi. Uh, but be not called rabbi, for even one is your master, even Christ, uh, which is your, uh, and Christ, and all ye are brethren. Just just about the garments that we can see with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they, they, they became perfect as the law. But it tells you that, and, and they had on some beautiful garments, but if we read on further in this chapter, that just because you had the garments on, as, as far as the, the 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 surface on the outside, like just putting fringes on or just putting um, a metri on, you can be doing that. And if you've never done that before, that's good. But there's more to it than that, because even the Pharisees and Sadducees were they they had fringes. The Pharisees and Sadducees were 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 uh, uh, they they weren't wearing you know some of the examples we brought out. They weren't wearing the Carl Knot. They weren't wearing the 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 uh, uh, the Gucci. They weren't wearing the Louis Vuitton. They weren't wearing the Under Armour. They were wearing handmade tailor Israelite garments, uh, brew, uh, how do you call that, brew drip. They were dripping Hebrew from the head to the toe. But just because they had those the actual physical garments on, there was still a lot of stuff on the inside that still wasn't being worked on. And then when we come back and read Revelation chapter 2, I invite everybody to go back and read it, that even with those churches that had been taught Christ, they had been taught the truth that Christ still found things that, that they were still doing wrong. He even named things they were doing good. 
but he still came back and named a lot of things that they still were lacking in that still were keeping their garments filthy. So as, as you was reading, like, Revelation chapter 3, you read Revelation chapter 9, Revelation chapter 6, that um, about the remembrance. Go back to the first works. Go back to, to remember where, where, where we was at and get back to that because there's a lot of good that we might have been doing, but we've allowed ourselves to get uh, filthy or it's just surface. We ain't taking no deeper. To where we're really worshiping the most high in spirit and in truth, and that's just not flesh. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm changing clothes, but my mind, I'm still doing things my way, whatever. So I, I just want to add to what you were saying. That, that was the I, I love the class. It was great. Wow, that was beautiful. I, I was on. I like it. I was on point. So there's more, man. We're gonna really carry it out from there, man. And everybody join us next Friday. John, and then uh, December seventh um, is uh, we're coming like what a week and a half. December seventh okay. at sundown is Hanukkah. Okay, okay, perfect. Eight days, right? For eight days, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, nice, 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 nice. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That'll work. Now, uh, think about, you know, getting together, figure out what we are, uh, what we going to do, what we going to, uh, you know what I'm saying? But hopefully, man, it'll be good to, to get out to some of these other places, man, and, and, and worship Hanukkah together, you know, if it's Virginia, you know, uh, in San Antonio, even in Albuquerque, you know what I'm saying? Or find out what the brothers are actually, what the brothers are doing over there. And we'll, oh, and, we'll, and, and uh, speaking of that, just real quick, um, uh, if you get the invitation, but he's putting, he, I just trying to uh, uh, put together another summit that we did five years ago. Okay. Uh, getting all like, the African brothers together, and he's even trying to reach out to Kazak, uh, Chief High Priest Kazak, the elder, and see if he might join us for, for that summit. Okay. His leadership and true eldership is, is truly wanted and appreciated for for direction. So that that's in the works right now. That's okay. in the works right now to okay. try to put something together between uh, uh, Hanukkah and Passover. And then the Mashra Yashallah's got the summit coming up the end of January yeah, also. Just to just throw it out there. Oh, that's January. It's going to be in January, right? Yeah, January. Nice. And that's going to be in, uh, in Tampa. Until we hit the road for that, Mr. Javier. We got to hit the road for that one. We got to hit the road. Uh, even Aisha's, man. We got to hit the road. If, if the high priest is not up or not, you know what I'm saying? We're still going to go out there and support, you know and support that summit for sure. Yes. I'm with it, man. And then we get ready for Passover coming up. So we get ready for Hanukkah. And uh, the Hanukkah, then you know, we get ready to. Uh, the spring, come back and get ready to honor uh, uh, Passover. Okay. It's going by fast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's short, that, that's why I like the class because, like, it's like it almost feel like, man, getting caught out there. You know what I'm saying? Getting caught out. And you, and it's like we forgot what we were working for. You know what I'm saying? And it became more about paying bills and everything else. And you, like, got so wrapped up in the world and, and, the, and the cares of this life that we forgot to prepare for the one that was to come. So that was my, my motivation of the class, guys. That definitely was. So with that, man, God, God, God. carry your soul out, man. Let, let, me, let me pull the website up here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you had your finger on the button, Mishaba. <laughs> here we go.